player 2 has joined the game. Hey yo, what's up everybody and welcome to another episode of the 2-Player Co-op Podcast. As always, I'm one of your hosts here, Kevin. Along this time with my brother from my other mother, Mr. James Solar. How's it going? Fantastic. Glad to have you here, sir. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, how are things in Memphis? They're hot today. Really? Well, hot for this time of year. I mean, it was like well, 85. It's beautiful. Okay. I'll, I'll take that over the snow any day. We actually just got a little cold front here in uh, in my part of West Texas. We um, had been sitting upper 70s the last couple weeks or so. Today, I want to say we were mid-50s. So not really? not too bad. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, we're getting down into the 50s tonight, I think. But Okay. What are you going to do? Um, yeah. But yeah, this is the two-player co-op podcast. We're just about every week. Two brothers or brothers from other mothers get together and tell you everything you need to know about in the world of video games. If you like that, make sure you like the video, subscribe, share it with your friends, family, and everyone in betwixt. If you only listen on audio services across the multiverse, thank you. Leave us a five-star review and make Dustin Star proud. If you really like us, you can go to patreon.com slash two-player co-op, just like our producers, Steve Appleton, Aunt Sue, and Vernon Slayton did, as well as usually live in the chat, this time live with me for everything, our affiliate, Mr. James Solar. If you like merch, you can go to teespring.com slash stores slash two-player co-op. And until we're out of this pandemic, I don't feel, I, I got sick of bleeping it, so I'm not going to do it anymore, but just... Even if you got vaccinated, wear your mask. <laughs> just wear your mask. It's not that difficult. We're, we're getting close, but just just don't be an idiot. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Sean is not here this week. Uh, he and the wife and the baby girl went on a little uh, long weekend, I guess, mini vacation out to East Tennessee. So he is not joining me this week. He'll be back next week. But James was nice enough to jump on with me. Um, if you've been watching the channel for a while, you hear his name all the time. I'm glad to have you back here, man. Um, yeah, definitely. I, uh, I did just look just before we sat down to record. Um, it was actually May of last year, um, May of 2020. Um, the last time then, um, you and Sean were recording remotely. So all three of us were on zoom. Yeah, it was, it was crazy back then. Um, I mean, mm -hmm. we were doing our part, you know, we were still in quote unquote lockdown and yeah. here around Memphis back then. And um, it was just so good for that to be done and actually get back together and record in person. Um, and it was so weird. Like when we did our streets of rage four series, when that came out, we had to do that remotely. Cause that was right around the same time. I think it was may, it was either April or may when it came out. I can't remember. Gosh, I didn't realize it was that long ago. Yeah. In my mind, that still, that game still came out like a couple months ago. That time is so weird right <laughs> now. It is just, it, it's ridiculous, but um yeah i thought it had been about a year because i knew it was during the lockdown and everything mm -hmm. when we had you on uh yeah last time uh last time y'all had me on i was uh recording on my ipad because it was all i had and i just shut all my doors and hoped that none of my neighbors in my apartment were loud and i think i think it turned out okay <laughs> yeah it was great and you've you've definitely upgraded yourself every time i see your desk i'm like man it's 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 beautiful if you could see I mean, we, we always talk about at some point we need to do a vlog about what this actually looks like. It's just our recording studio here is, you know, it's upstairs in the kids' playroom. My work desk right. is over there, and it's just, it is. And the, 
Hilarious. Playroom recording studios, right? Yes, exactly. No well, that was why playoffs. I'm pretty sure last time that you had me on, I said that I was coming at you from the game room recording studios in Lubbock, Texas. That is correct. I like it. I like that the pool house recording studios always sounded better, but we had to bring it inside and mm-hmm. it's just so sounds a little more luxurious. Here. Yes. Well, especially it gets cold out there in the winter and it gets really hot in the summer and we don't want to mm-hmm. keep the air and the heat running all the time. So it gets expensive yeah. too. And now we actually have internet in here. So that's nice as well, but that yeah. is nice. Um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad you're here. Like I said, it's been way too long. It won't be yeah. this long next time. Um, and like I, if Sean could figure out how to do any of this, he could have had you on when I was out of town a few weeks ago. That's okay. Whatever. It was. That's, but he's, I am. I am a little bummed that Sean's missing it. Yeah, he's we'll we'll have you back on again soon for sure. Um, he's I'm the brains, of the operation. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. I guess he's the he's not the brawn for sure, but or the beauty. That, that's me, too. But what are you going to do? So, James. Um, let's just get right into it, man. What? I mean, I know it's here on the uh, it's here on the document, but yeah. well. Before before we jump into what we've been playing, I did want to ask. So I know every week since pretty much the start of the pandemic, you've been reminding people to wear their masks. Yes. How are 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 people wearing masks in Memphis for the most part? Or is it because I remember at one point you were saying that you were impressed that it was like 50 percent or something when you went to the grocery store? Yeah. Once people got sick of it for a while. Um, I mean, after it had been going on for a while, they got sick of it. But then probably towards the end of last year when we started having another spike. Right. People got a lot better about it. Um, it's always now, I would say at least 95% of the people I see when I'm out are wearing Gosh. it. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm still wearing mine. It's even though I'm fully vaccinated. It's like, I wish I could just have a badge that says, Hey, I'm vaccinated. <laughs> right. I'm sick of wearing this thing, but I'm going to be a good citizen and I'm going to do it. Uh, but no, everybody's really good about it now. They, they definitely didn't used to be. But yeah, once it started spiking again, everybody yeah. got serious about it again. And masks are still mandated by law? Yes. Okay. So in Texas, yeah. they we were doing really great. We we would probably go to the grocery store like maybe like 95 95, sometimes even like 100% of people would be wearing masks cuz it was awesome. And then um the governor uh, Mr. Greg Abbott himself, who is starting his campaign for re-election, decided to lift the uh, mask mandate uh, and said that masks are no longer required, but individual businesses um, can require them. So it's been, especially for me at work, um, I mean, I work in a, in a public setting, so it's been a nonstop battle for us. It's been, uh, it's been really rough, but even like earlier today, I was at the grocery store and not counting the employees of the grocery store. It was probably like 50, 50 if we're being, if we're being generous. And it's like, I get it that like the vaccine is rolling out and that like, y'all feel like we're almost done, but y'all got to keep, y'all got to keep it up. Yeah. We're not there. I mean, we're close. Really? It's really disappointing. Yeah. It's now. So Mississippi they they did the same. I think it's Mississippi and Texas that that pulled back the mandates. We're the, Tennessee we're the bad ones. Still got them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I'm I've been pleasantly surprised. I mean, I get it. I'm sick of wearing them, especially like this weekend. I went to I went to Lowe's, I think, and just walking around in the daytime as it starts to heat up again, it's in the 80s. I'm like, okay, yeah, this this is getting kind of stuffy, and I hate this thing. But yeah. I mean, 
I still I still wear mine and I I went to the gym this morning for the first I went to the gym this morning and ran on the treadmill for the first time in a couple months um I thought I was about gonna die yeah. I, <laughs> but I I don't know I don't understand what's so difficult about just just wear it just do it and then we'll all get through it and then we'll be teaching kids about COVID one day yeah, that's it, it. I mean, you wear a seatbelt. So what's the big right. deal? They're infringing on your rights with that, too. They make you wear seatbelts for your own good. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I was thinking about that. It's going to be so weird to look back 20, 30, 40 years from now. Like my kids are going to tell their kids and my grandkids, God willing, that, right. yeah, we lived through the freaking pandemic well, and be like, what's a pandemic? And it's just it's just crazy that we're actually living through this. It, it's this a year later. It's still crazy. This is something that I was talking to Sarah about the other day that we're going to teach kids about it and they're going to be, and we're going to be like, Oh yeah, well, if everyone had just worn masks and socially distanced, we could have been through it in like a month or two. And the kids are going to be like, well, why didn't people just wear masks? And be like, well, they didn't want to. That's a great question. (laughs) Thank you for asking. Yeah. Well, wouldn't they have just worn the mask anyway, knowing that it could have saved lives and helped the whole world get through a pandemic. And you're like, you know, you would think that, but I guess not. No, we're we're America. We we do what we want yeah. to do. But yeah, it's like I was saying. I was over at my parents' house the other day. They were watching CNN or something. They've always got the stats, and it was over twenty percent of America is fully vaccinated now, and that shocked me. And he said that's really? the population, not just you know sixteen and over. Which I, I kind of feel like it might have yeah. been sixteen and over, but either way, mm-hmm. it's still a lot higher than I thought it would be. I know in some. We're, so we're fortunate that the Lubbock, the city that we're in, um, is only about 300,000 people. So it's pretty small. And we, I think the city of Lubbock was just given a ton of vaccines because they're just like giving it out. Yeah. They're not, they're not checking that you meet any of the requirements. They're just like, people are driving in from like New Mexico and like all over because they know they can just really easily get a vaccine, which I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um. But it's also like, why couldn't, those some of those vaccines go to where people actually need them the most yeah that's how so right because i've got my i got my second one two weeks ago so i got my first one a month ago Mm -hmm. and right after i got mine was when they were like hey we've got so many of these things we just we got to get people vaccinated doesn't matter if you're healthcare or what your age is just come get vaccinated yeah i was Um, at the uh Last uh, last Sunday, I was at the grocery store and they put over the loudspeaker. They were like, hey, we have some extra vaccines. If you want some back, if you want a vaccine, come to the front desk. Like, like they're just trying to get rid of them. It was wild to me. Yeah, because otherwise they're if they expire, I mean, they expire. Yeah. These things are like gold now. But yeah, it's did you have did you have side effects with yours? I was all I had after both shots the next day. My shoulder was incredibly sore. Okay. Um, so more too. after the second, but the, but I, I didn't have any side effects. My wife didn't have any A couple of her teachers at her school, um, were almost knocked out the next day. Okay. Um, now they got Moderna. I got Pfizer. So maybe that's it. So but. yeah, that's okay. That's what I was going to ask. So we got Moderna. Um, I was fine after both of them. Um, I mean, my arm was like a little sore. Um, but it, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't, worth like not getting the vaccine over um sarah though she we so we got it at uh 6 p.m like thursday or friday night and then the next day we both work tuesday through saturday and we're usually off sunday monday um 
So like Saturday morning, she's going to go to work and she was feeling a little weird. And then um, that night she was like, you know, I'm going to go take a nap. And I was like, okay. And then I was like going and standing next to her and I was like, gosh, you're like really warm. And I took her temperature and she had 102 fever. Holy crap. Right. And then she woke up the next morning, um, Sunday morning. So yesterday, and then she just felt fine. Like nothing had ever happened. I was like, gosh, this is such a weird thing. Yeah. I know my aunt is a doctor up in Philly and she said she was fine after she got her second dose, but some of the, uh, some of the students there, um, were just knocked completely out that second day. Mm -hmm. And it's just so weird how it's same vaccine seems like it affects younger people more than the older people. And I don't know, the whole thing is just, it's nuts. Yeah. I had been saying pretty much since the beginning of COVID that if I got it, I was going to be asymptomatic. And since I got both shots and didn't, have any issues i'm still standing by that yeah but yeah. The, the i'm glad we're was, getting through it well right before all this popped off last year i had the worst it, it didn't seem like it could have been covid <laughs> but maybe but like right before covid went nuts here you know before the nba shut down and everything changed i uh i just had the worst like stomach flu i've ever had in my life yeah and at, looking back i was like i probably had freaking covid who knows and jess <laughs> had the same thing but you know, it lasted for, I don't remember any respiratory issues, but it lasted for maybe three, four or five days. It was just rough. Um, then after that, I was fine. I was like, I don't know, maybe it was COVID, COVID. Maybe it was just a horrible stomach virus, but who knows? I'm yeah. just glad I'm vaccinated. I'm ready to, I'm ready to move on for sure. Yeah, me too. So, yeah. Uh, so what have you been playing, sir? So... We both actually played a lot this week. It looks like we did. Um, actually, would you would you mind going first? No, because I think my last one. So I I wrote them down on the doc on the order that I want to talk about them because that's kind of the order I started them. And my last one I think is going to turn into a discussion. Okay. So I'd I'd rather I'd rather you go first, or we can switch off if you want. No, that's fine. I'll run through mine. So I did. Okay. Cool. I, I I had forgot that this game was coming out, but then I saw Wario tweeted that there was a demo up for it um, on the eShop. And I downloaded the demo for R-Type Final 2. And I was really excited when this got announced because um, I love old school. I mean, we've, you know, we, both of us, we love Hybroxia 2 and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the old school side-scrolling flying shmups. Love them. Right. I saw this get announced. I was like, cool, more R-Type. This is going to be awesome. And I downloaded the demo and it wasn't. It was, first off, incredibly difficult. Um, the graphics are fine. It actually, something about it kind of reminded me of Metroid Samus Returns, mm-hmm. um, that, that kind of 2.5D style. Um, but it just didn't click for me. Like I tried multiple times. Um, I bumped the difficulty down and I'm still just getting destroyed. Sometimes it's hard to tell. Like I kept getting to what I assume is the boss of this first level. And no matter, you can like do charge shots in this. You can like, you can either hold down. I think it was R2 or whatever it is on the switch ZR. You can hold that down to rapid fire. Or if you just do your regular shot button, which was Y, if you click and hold that, it'll do a charge shot and it shows the meter on the bottom and all this. And I was like, no matter what I did to this boss, because it is throwing these, it, it throws out these aliens or these spaceships from the top and the bottom, and they both make a beeline for you. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to shoot them all 
while still getting the boss while the level is scrolling and the boss is coming slow closer and closer to you and it's just like I, I can't get it doesn't matter if i put all my focus on the boss if i do charge shots rapid shots it doesn't matter what i do i was like this thing isn't going to die and i'm just running out of time because either there's too many enemies and one of them finally hits me because i'm concentrating on the boss or just keep scrolling until i hit the side of the screen and i'm just dead and i was like this is not and the game's $40. And it's it's that crazy. hard? It's the demo's that hard? Yeah. Huh. Now again. Do you think it's something that it'll be easy? Well, I just thought back to Hibroxia 2. Mm-hmm. That the beginning of that game is kind of tough. Oh, yeah. When you when you don't have any upgrades or anything. Like I remember the end of the game, how fun it was just kind of blasting stuff away. Do you think it's it could be something like that? That once you have some upgrades and once you kind of start building Maybe. up your arsenal a little bit that you'll be able to just like blow through these other levels. Yeah. And there's, there's different ships you can choose from. There definitely looks like there's some kind of RPG elements and upgrades and stuff that you get. But yeah, Hybroxia too. When I went back to go for the platinum on my Vita playing mm-hmm. that at the beginning of the game, I was like, Oh my God, I forgot how difficult this is. Cause I was just used to, you know, even do a new game plus when I had all my upgrades, I was just laying waste to everybody. And then I remember over, horrible. I remember you mentioning that now because I remember so y'all had review codes. So your review your review was out and I had um I had watched your review and none of neither of y'all had talked about how hard it was. Mm-hmm. And I was just starting it up and I was like, Am I just really like dumb? Is this a hard is this really hard? So then when you uh started it on your Vita and uh mentioned that a little bit, I felt a little bit like justified. Yeah. Well, and Colin talked about like in the he talked about in the interview with us, he talked about when they did the spoiler cast about how, you know, that game is, he, even he said, it's very difficult at the beginning until you get through those, mm-hmm. either that first level and you get a bunch of credits and you start to either put money into your fire rate or your fire power or your spread. It's right. incredibly difficult. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So maybe that's it with this. I just, and maybe I'm just spoiled by how much I love Hybroxia too, but this didn't do it for me. And I was, I was disappointed. And also to see that it's got, a $40 price tag. Hybroxia was 10 bucks and it seems right. like it's a much better game. $10 cross by and you're going to get a PS5 upgrade. Yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> you will, but I don't know. I'm just really interested to see if he does, if they do change the trophies. Cause I think that now that I figure out how to do the boost rush, where if you go up to the top or down to the bottom, it doesn't kill you. Yeah. It only kills you unless you hit some kind of terrain. Um, I think that trophy list is perfect. But I think yeah. it's a really good one. The boost rush, there was one part towards the end of it where you couldn't go all the way to the top or the bottom. You just had to um like fit perfectly between these two <laughs> things. Yep. And that got me like 20 times in a row. Yeah. It was incredibly frustrating, but it was I, I love it. Now I'm off on a tangent. But yeah, I don't know. I mean That's- I, I expected to love the demo of our type. I'm actually kind of glad I didn't because do I really want to pay 40 bucks for a shmup? Yeah. I, I don't I, I mean, don't think so, at least but. it's just the demo and that you and you didn't buy the game thinking it was going to be as good as Hybroxia 2. Yeah. And and then just get disappointed. Yeah. And that demo, um, you were playing it on PS5? Switch? Switch. Switch, okay. Yep. So it's still, and it's out there. Um so I mean, give it a try if you're if you like you know shmups and everything. But I was I was a little disappointed. Um, also, I played. I didn't play it a lot, but I tried it out. Pac Man ninety nine. Okay. 
So I didn't know. I had never heard of this until I saw that you wrote it in the Google Doc. And oh, I almost, really? I almost, I had seen someone mention it on Twitter or something. And I almost looked it up to see like what it was. But I decided instead I would just wait and let you tell me about it. So, yeah, they didn't make a big deal out of this. I mean, it just randomly dropped that, hey, this will be out tomorrow or something. Nintendo tweeted it. Um, and it's essentially it's their replacement for Super Mario 35. Um, and it, okay. play, it plays like a normal Pac-Man game. Okay. Um, you can you get the dots, you get the big dot to go eat the ghosts and everything. When the fruit appears, if you get the fruit, all the dots come back. And the way it works is not only do all the dots come back, but on the sides, you have these little icons of like maybe 10 or 12 mini ghosts. And what it does is if you go over these things, it'll send ghosts, not to anybody else. It sends them to you, but they attach themselves to one of the ghosts and it forms like a ghost train. And the reason it does this is you want this to actually happen because then you can go eat one of the big dots so you can eat mm -hmm. the ghosts. But now you're not just eating one ghost. You're going bam, 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 bam. You get 10, 12 ghosts at once, which gets your points going, which starts throwing stuff to other people. Right. Um, you can also, what will happen sometimes, and I think this is what gets sent to you from other people's screens. There will be like a Pac-Man who is just a silhouette that will randomly show up at different parts of the stage. And it'll just be chomping. It won't move or anything. It'll chomp. But when you go over that, what it does is it slows you down. So if you've got a ghost coming up behind you and you haven't eaten one of the big dots, this thing's going to slow you down so the ghost can come up and kill you. Also, the further you get into it, you get these Pac-Man silhouettes, but then they actually start moving and I think they can kill you. I only got... Okay. The, the best I ever did was 15th. I only played like three or four times, but it was, it was fun. I almost think it's stressful. I think actually this probably is a better game than Super Mario 35 because Super Mario 35... That's... I believe that it just got so repetitive and it's like, yeah. I just keep playing one, one over and over again. And now there's Bowser and Bluebird. Did and you, did you like Tetris 99? No, I, I couldn't like wrap my, I, I love Tetris, but I couldn't wrap my mind. I feel like I'm good. If I play Tetris by myself, once it became a multiplayer battle Royale, I was like, I, I can't wrap my, I was thinking way too much about, well, what do I want to do? Do I want to send stuff? Uh, okay. What should be my strategy? And instead of, I should probably just should have played Tetris and focused on me, but yeah, I love 99. It's fun. I loved Tetris 99. Um, there was a point that I thought it was going to be my game of the year for 2019. Wow. Um, and I didn't particularly care for uh, Super Mario 35 or just Mario 35. Super. I, th I think it's super. Either way, it, I think those would be fun if it was like a five minute game. But considering it can be you and one other person running through world world one one and one two for like half an hour, that's not not really fun to me. Yeah, I think when we did it on the channel, Sean won his round and it took him, yeah, I think it was like fifteen a while. to twenty minutes or something. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, does this ever end? Yeah. It's um, it's like I don't think I don't think that's how it was designed. I don't think it was designed to be that way. No. And I think if it would have been an ongoing thing, not a stupid limited time thing, I think they would have. They would have bothered fixed to fix it. it. Yeah, but they were like, "Who cares? We're getting Mario's dead yeah. March thirty first. Who cares?" They would have put like a five minute timer on the whole game, yeah. and then you win by having like the most coins or something. Yeah, and that's the other thing. See, this moves. This definitely moves faster. You get in and out of games quicker. Um, like the three or four games I played, I probably did them all in between fifteen and twenty minutes. Like it was really quick. Um, 
That's nice. I think that's better. Yeah, I, I liked it. I mean, I think Pac-Man actually works with this kind of a game. Am yeah. I going to go back and put hours into it? Probably not. Um, <laughs> but it was funny. The, the best I ever did was the first game I played. I got 15th. I was like, oh, maybe I can actually win one of these. Nice. And then I went down to like 30th and then 40th and then like 45. And I was just like, okay, I'm just getting worse every single game. I'm just going to stop for now. I'll probably I'll probably check it out. Um, I don't think I ever won any Super Mario 35. I didn't I've either. won a bunch of Tetris 99, though. And those, I feel so awesome when I win those. Yeah. I think Tetris was, at least to me personally, Tetris seemed like the hardest out of these games. Mario was just, it just, like I said, it just never ends and you just get annoyed. And well, yeah. I think I, I don't think I played anywhere near as many Mario games as I did Tetris. Well, uh, Super Mario, the games of Super Mario 35 as yeah. I did Tetris 99. Um, I think if I had stuck away that I might have won one eventually, but it was just so frustrating to be in this 25, 30 minute battle and then come in like second place. And I'm just like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. 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 That, that's the thing. Whereas Pac-Man, I'm like, yeah, I died. I suck, but whatever it was, it was like two minutes. Who cares? Let's, let's go again. It's, right. They, they, they got the loop much better in Pac-Man, I would say. So yeah, you should definitely download it and try it. It's, it's fun. I mean, it's free. So you can yeah. switch on as well. Yeah. Um, and then the only other game I played this week, I didn't go back to Ratchet yet. No, I haven't played Days Gone. James, don't yell at me again. Um, yeah, I knew you didn't play it. It's not on the thing. <laughs> but I did try just because it was free on PS Plus. So I said, what the heck? I'll give it a try. And I've never played one before, but I said, what the heck? Oddworld Soulstorm. Mm-hmm. Um, That's one. I'm going to download it, but I'm, in, I'm really interested to hear what you think about it. I don't think it's a game for me. Okay. Um, I played it for maybe an hour. First off, it takes forever to get into the game. The opening cutscene is just so long. And then if you heard, you know, it was Dustin and Chris talking about it on Sacred Symbols, but there's a cutscene after the first level. And was that on this one that came out Friday, like three days yes, ago? Yeah. Okay. I haven't listened to that one yet. Okay. They, they talk about this cutscene after the first level that's supposed to be super dramatic. And it's just, you've got Abe with his stupid voice and you just can't <laughs> take it seriously. And it's just... It's it's not supposed to be funny, but it is. I will say the game is beautiful. It is it yeah. is really good looking. Um, lots going on in the background. And again, I've never played an odd world game. And I don't think I'm done with it yet, but it's just like it's not the kind of platformer that I look for. I think the controls are fine. There's just there's a lot going on when you are running from you know left to right or right to left. There's there's platforming involved. There's missiles coming at you from the background and you got, you can get these bottles of water and throw them to put the fire out so you can go through them. Right. But it's the aiming is weird and you don't know exactly where you're supposed to hit the fire. I don't know. I haven't. So yeah, I've never played an odd world game either. Um, I saw in the marketing that it was, they were marketing it as a 2.9 D Yep. Does it do anything that other 2.5D games haven't done? I So my notes, like, I, I wrote down that I get why they say it's 2.9D. Um, it is, it's a side-scrolling game, but I think right. the reason they're, they're saying the 2.9D stuff is you go from, you're going left to right and everything, and then all of a sudden you can see the next thing that you're coming up on kind of goes, instead of left to right, it goes, and you can tell it kind of goes, into the screen 
Right. So the whole level then rotates. So you're still going, you still end up running left to right, but the, the whole thing kind of rotates. It's hard to explain, but when you play it, but, you know what I mean. But I feel like that kind of stuff is normal for what used to be called 2.5D. Yeah. And so I, I want to know what, why they felt they needed to increase that by 0.4. I don't know. It's because it's definitely not 3D and it's right. I guess they're just trying to say, I don't know what it, it's just like, it's just some stupid marketing term is really what I think it is. It's just, it's still a 2d game. It's just, and, and now maybe I could be completely wrong. Maybe when you get a few levels in something does really change. Um, but from what I've played, it's just, it's a side scroller. It just, the screen rotates sometime and then you keep right. going back to, to side scrolling. I think, I think that that's generally the thing with 2.5 D where they don't want to say it's 2d because you're not just Mario running from left to right on a screen, but there it's more than that. Um, personally, I feel like calling it 2.90 is just a marketing gimmick, but yeah. well, and also, uh, I mean, I guess also you've got, like I said, you've got enemies in the background that are shooting stuff at you and everything. Right. Um, I did get to, so the first level is all just essentially a long tutorial. Okay. This, these are your moves. This is how you sprint. This is how you can sneak. This is how you jump. You can double jump. You can do this, that, that, blah, blah, blah. And there's really no, there's no enemies or anything. You're just trying to get out of this area alive. When you get to the second level, then I did get to, there are some enemies and it's like, you can, you can sneak. So it's almost, okay. it's almost like I'm playing metal gear with this weird looking alien guy. So you can <laughs> sneak you past them, but if you make noise, they'll hear you and they'll start running like crazy. And then they'll start shooting at you and everything. And so it, there is some combat. I actually thought this game wasn't going to have any. I thought it was just going to be all get your people to safety and do that 15 times or whatever. Um, so I don't know how much combat there is, but there is some at least. But to me, I just want I just want to start jumping on people's heads and stuff. So I really want it to be a Mario game and it's not. And that's not what Oddworld right. is. I just don't have any experience with it, you know, with the series until this game. Right. Where I, I feel like. I feel like Mario, this might sound weird, but I feel like Mario is more of like an action platformer. Whereas from what I've seen of Oddworld, it looks like it's more of like a puzzle platformer. Yeah, it's kind of like back in the day, it, it you know, like a cinematic platformer we used to call them like flashback and out of this world and stuff like that. Except this one, you're moving for the most part, you're moving fast. Whereas flashback and out of this world were very deliberate, one screen at a time. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's... It's good, I guess. Now, I want to put more time into it, but I'm not right. I'm not sure it's a game for me. Did you ever play I don't remember who I don't remember who they're made by. The games um Limbo and Inside. Yep. Okay. So I think both of those are considered 2.5D. Yeah. It's which really I, 2.5D is really just side scrolling games, but instead that of move two-dimensional sprites they're all right they're they're the 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 pseudo three like bloodstained ritual of the night is 2.5 right 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 where curse of the moon is 2d because it's just beautiful sprites and everything yeah yeah i was going to recommend um limbo and inside if you hadn't played them already um i've played inside because it was a games with gold um a couple years ago yeah i've never played limbo though but it's on my list i've played limbo i'm the opposite i played limbo and I probably got about halfway through it and then I just stopped for some reason. The game is just terrifying and unsettling. Oh, that's the other thing. This game is super, 
seems like it's super dark, very unsettling. Just you, you feel uncomfortable at some of the parts, yeah. but it's that's kind know. of the vibe I got from it. Yeah. But that's it for me. Like I said, I didn't go back to ratchet. I will at some point, I think I love it. It's just one of those things. Like I've you know said on the show, I've just kind of been in a rut lately when it comes to games. So when I saw the demo, I said, well, that's quick and easy. And I saw Pac-Man 99. I was like, well, that's quick right. and easy. Um, so I flew through those and then tried odd world. I think I forgot that you were playing ratchet. I think I'll, I still have never played any ratchet and clank game. I'll probably play um, ratchet and clank PS4 from what was it? 2016. Yep before um i maybe eventually play well whatever the new one's called uh rift apart thank you ripped um <laughs> but I don't, yeah so I don't... see i'm in a weird spot now though because i'm like i want to play it and i want to beat it before june when the game comes out however resident evil village is out next month and i do want to go back because i've only played through seven once i need to go back and play through that again so I can right. get back to the, the first person Resident Evil stuff and be ready for it. Um, so I should probably play that first since Resident Evil's out here. And I think it's early May. I can't remember. What is it? I can't remember either. Not yeah. off the top of my head. Um, I usually, so in the past couple of years, I've pre-ordered almost every PlayStation exclusive, any, any console exclusive, I'll pre-order it. I'll pick it up day one. But this year, I'm trying to do a little bit better. So I think Ratchet and Clank is going to be one of them that I'm just like, eh, I'll, I'll, come, I'll come back to that later. Yeah. Especially since I've had... Uh, when was it that they gave uh, Ratchet and Clank away for PS Plus? Uh, like the second half of March. Okay. So oh, I wait, had for that... PS Plus. Not, for PS sorry, Plus. for the play at home. PS Plus, it was whenever Sean played it first. It might have been... It was probably 2018, I think. Okay, so I've had it in my library since then, and I've never gotten around to playing it. And so I'm like, I don't think I really need to pre-order that game. Yeah. Now when I've got all these other games I'm working on that I'm about to talk about. <laughs> Speaking of... That was a nice segue there. Yeah. Um. So the first one that I've been playing is Skyrim. Um. I'm not going to talk about a whole lunch. I a whole lot. I've talked about this game a bunch in the past. Um, it's pretty easily one of my favorite games of all time. I um, originally played it on PC, and then I played it multiple times on Xbox. Um, I'm actually playing it this time on. Um, it's the PS4 version of the game, but I'm playing it on my PS5. I don't think that there's a PS5 upgrade for it. Um, yeah. I'm sure um, I'm shocked. I mean, they put it on that you, you can play Skyrim on a freaking fridge for crying out loud. Yeah. You know, you can play it on everything. I, I won't be shocked. Well, actually, now it probably won't get one because of you know the Bethesda deal. But I think it I think it still probably will. Um, but that's a but that's a separate thing. Yeah. Um anyway, so the reason I got it on or the reason I originally bought it for PS4, I actually bought it before my PS5 came out, um, was because I wanted to finally go and try to get the platinum. Um, so I started this, I'm about, I want to say I'm only about 15 or 20 hours in. Um, and I think I'm at about 30% of the trophies. Um, so it's really manageable. It kind of helps that I know what I'm doing, but I'm really loving every single minute that I, that I play this game. Like I feel I've probably started up, I don't know, 10 different games before 
if, with all different characters doing all different things. And I feel like I'm playing this game for the very first time. That that's which I mean, really, that's all that I that's the best thing that I can say about it. That after yeah. all these hours, like I'd have to really think about it, but I'd say that I think that I might have put more hours into Skyrim over the last 10 years than anything else. Hmm. Um, yeah, the next one that I've been playing is Hades, which, um, Original actually originally came out in 2018, um, but it was nominated for a bunch of 2020 Game of the Year awards because that was the first time it was on console. It um, is currently a Switch exclusive, but it's been rumored to be coming to Xbox Game Pass. Like everything um, else, of course yeah. it will. Freaking Xbox. Do, <laughs> do you know? Do you know much about Hades? I don't. Here's the thing: I yeah. want to play this game, but I'm to the point now where I'm like. I know it's going to come out on PlayStation at some point. I would rather play it with the DualSense for some reason in my head. I'd just rather use that than the Switch Pro controller. Um, so I want to get it, but I just don't, I don't understand the whole roguelike or roguelite or whatever. I don't understand the hook of going, dying, starting over. Go, die, start over. Go, die, okay. start over. I share that same sentiment. I'm really, I don't know if I'm really bad at this game or if I'm not progressing, but basically um, it's a top-down, third-person roguelike. So you're um, fighting through the, it's, you're fighting through these levels of the dungeon and you're trying to um, basically escape. You're trying to get through like 70 levels of this dungeon. Um and every time you die, you get to go back to the very beginning. But you'll you might get like currency and stuff, so you can upgrade your some of your gear or upgrade some of your stuff, um, your abilities or something. I'm still not really sure what I'm doing. I'm enjoying it so far. I'm gonna stick with it for now. Um, but it was on it was on my list as one of the games I wanted to check out when they announced that it was gonna get a physical edition, um, which it just got a physical edition last month. And then that's when I um, picked it up. Okay. Um, and then I waited like a month to start it because I was very distracted with Oracle of Ages and Seasons. Rightly so. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I don't know that I've ever even played a rogue game. I just don't, I, I don't get it. But I mean, the whole gaming, you know, community or whatever you want to say can't be wrong. So this right. game must be really great. That's I just, that's kind of how, that's kind of how I am too, that I have, I, I appreciate the game and I appreciate that every time you die, the characters will have different conversations. Be like, ah, oh, this time you were killed by so-and-so or, or let me back up a little bit. So you play as um, Zagreus, the son of Hades, and you try to fight through the many levels of the underworld so that you can escape, basically escape from hell so that Zagreus can take his spot on Olympus. Um, and so the concept of it is really cool. So even though you are starting back over from the beginning, it's all one like continuous story that the the characters that you interact with in like um, Hades throne room, they'll be like, oh, hey, watch out for those because that, I don't know. I don't really remember. But 
it's I I understand why it won its awards. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand why people love it so much. I'm not sure if it's for me. I'm not sure if this is my kind of game, but I have enjoyed it so far. I'm glad that I've tried it out. Um, and I want to say, I want to say it was only like thirty dollars. Yeah. So there's. I, and also, like, I've heard that it's pretty damn difficult. And like I say on here all the time, I love talking about video games. I'm just not very good at them anymore. Oh, um, same. But uh, I, I feel like I'm just not. I mean, I beat the Valkyrie in God of War. I beat Demon Souls. You know, mm-hmm. I beat Cyber Shadow. I beat Cuphead. You know, I can beat difficult games, but I just I, I just don't know. I, I think if it does finally come to PlayStation, I'll say, OK, what the heck? I'll just I'll try it out. But I just like you're saying, I don't know if it's for me. You know, I don't know if I was ever good at games. I, <laughs> I think I used to be. I, I, well, I still think that you're much better at games than I am. I still, I officially gave up on Cuphead. Really? Yeah. I beat Cyber Shadow, but I can't do Cuphead. I don't know why. It's, I think what gave me the confidence that I could actually do it was we actually beat it when we played through it on the channel. Sean and I beat it in co-op before I ever beat it in single player, but just... Having I remember experience, that. Yeah, of going with going through it with him and him knowing the strategies for these bosses and stuff. I think he gave me the confidence that I mean, if I the one thing I didn't think I was going to do was that one flying robot boss. He was the one of the hardest things I've ever done in a video game. And once all I of beat the, him, I was like, OK, I got this. I can do this now. All of the airplane levels were yeah. hard for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was Hades. Um, I'll let you know if I if I come around on it. If I realize that I've just been doing something wrong the whole time and that yeah. it's actually like super fun, um, or if it actually is just really grindy and a lot of memorizing what enemies do and all that. Um, anyway, the next game that I've been playing is um, Legend of Zelda: The Minish Cap, mm-hmm. which I know that I know that you started a couple years ago um and got all the way to the final boss um and this one i've actually this one is really frustrating for me because i wanted to buy it on my 3ds because i played i played every i have every single worthwhile 2d zelda downloaded on my 3ds zelda 1 zelda 2 link to the past one of those isn't worthwhile Zelda 2 is not worthwhile. But when I said worthwhile, I was mainly excluding um, Spirit Tracks yeah. and the other the what other the one. hell with those stupid touch yeah. games? They're horrible. They're garbage. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, Minish Cap isn't available on the 3DS store. The only way that you can actually buy it from Nintendo is to download it on your Wii U. Really? Yeah. And I would have happily paid for it and gotten it on my... 3ds yeah it'd be perfect on 3ds exactly so is there not a gba is there not a gba uh eShop, whatever the hell it's called uh virtual console on there i guess not but wow. there are all the regular game boy games so you'd think that it would be really easy that is crazy yeah um and then some people actually do have i have looked into this a little bit some people have minish cap on their 3ds if you pre-ordered the 3ds and were allowed access into the um like 3ds ambassador program then you're able to then you just got the game you just got it for free um huh. cap. well that's crap yeah 
So I've actually been playing it on an emulator on my iPad, which I think you saw um, a picture of on Twitter. I was I was extremely, <laughs> extremely confused. Yeah. Um, but I guess I'll talk about this emulator real quick. So this emulator, um, I've never seen one quite like it. It's called Eclipse. Um, it's Eclipse EMU, which I assume stands for emulator. Um and it plays, all you do is you bookmark the website, and then it actually plays in browser hmm. on your device. Yeah. Um, as far as I know, well, it can definitely work on any iOS device because I've used it on both my phone and my iPad. Um, I'm not sure about Android devices, but I'm sure it would work on there as well. Um, but it's cool. It's And um, as you know, which I haven't said yet, any um, any controller, anything that you can connect to your device by Bluetooth, you can use it for a controller in the game. So I've been playing Minish Cap with an Xbox controller, which feels really weird. That is so, um, yeah, that is so <laughs> weird. But, um, but it's been really cool so far. Um, anyway, less about emulators, more about the actual <laughs> game. Um, I've played... Uh, I, I know I play. I had the actual cartridge on Game Boy Advance um, as a kid, or as a whenever whenever it would have been a reasonable time for me to have it. I had it, um, and I remember playing like the first dungeon or so, and I wasn't able to really get into it. Um, but now, with my really newfound enjoyment of these two D Zelda games that I've found with uh, Oracle of Ages and Seasons. Um, I've really been loving this game. Um, I, sorry, let me see what I wrote down. Yeah, I'm just over eight hours in, and I barely made it through the third dungeon, um, which I believe there are only four dungeons. Yeah, there's four, and then uh, you get the four sword, then I think, and then you go to the final castle. Yeah, so I think there should only be, so there, I with if there's just four dungeons, I think I should be pretty close to the end, probably mm -hmm. ten or twelve hours. But um, I know that this doesn't really matter. But how long to beat says that it takes sixteen to twenty hours, mm -hmm. and I generally take much longer than it says on there. Um, so I'm not really sure if I'm gonna get like if I'm gonna get stuck or just spend some bunch of time like wandering around or what. Right. Um. There were but a few I've... things that I remember when I played it that that confused me. There was something in the swamp area. I can't remember what it was now. I just remember being in the swamp area and going under some of like the bridges and stuff like that and just being confused. It might have just been how to actually get through all the spiky plants oh, and stuff like I wanna that. say I just I wanna say the swamp one was the one I just did. Okay. That you there's like spiky plants and rocks you gotta push yep. into the holes and you have to run on the water to get the three yellow kinstone pieces to uh, give them to the rocks to open the the way. Sorry, there's some bug flying around. And I, I swear <laughs> if it's if it's something that bites and it lands on me, I'm gonna that'll be for it'll make an interesting podcast moment. Okay, sorry. Um, but so far I've really liked the combat. I've liked that um a lot of the items haven't just been recycled. Yep. Um. 2D Zelda items. 
that there's some that I feel like I kind of know what they're going to do or it's like, oh, I'm seeing a lot of this stuff. I'm expecting a shovel. And then I get something completely different that pretty much does the same thing. Yeah, I love um, the, the the gust jar, I think is what it yeah. was called. You get in the first dungeon, then you get the, the digging mitts. And then... Which I don't think... I don't remember there being a gust jar in any other game. No. Okay. And that's what was cool about this. Yeah, like you were saying, I mean, it's it's definitely... It's interesting, first of all, just to have Capcom make a Zelda game. It's right. just bizarre to me. That Which that I actually happened. forget about. It feels so much like a Zelda game that I forget that it's made by Capcom. Yeah, I loved it. I just, I got to yeah. the end and every time I walked through the door, the ROM would crash and I was just like, well, I guess I'll just look up the final battle on YouTube. That sucks. So, yeah. And then the only other thing that I wrote down about Minish Cap was that I wish that either the dungeons were longer or my time between or the time between dungeons was shorter because I've have I have been kind of watching my time on like, like how long it takes me to do the dungeons. I've only spent about two hours in dungeons, and then over six hours doing everything else. Um, yeah, I, I remember that. trading kinstones, looking I, I for. <laughs> I, I hated the kinstones. That was about the only thing that game I didn't like was those stupid things. But yeah, I remember the map being pretty sizable and the fact that there's yeah. only four dungeons, I think that's why it just seems like it. you're not doing mm -hmm. it when you're not in the dungeon. It's just like, Oh my God, when am I going to get to the next place? There's, there's right. so much to do, but you can, there, they do have, if I remember right, they had fast travel, right? Like some of the other Zelda games, you can go from yes. statue to statue or something. I, I want to say, Oops, sorry. That's right. Let me look. Yeah, I want to say that um, that you get the like an ocarina or something, some kind of instrument. Yeah, I think it's something you, you do oh, something yeah. at, at statues to activate them, and then you can. Yeah, I, I can't remember exactly what, but yeah, sorry, I just opened it up. The ocarina of wind, you can play it, and then you can go to any of the there's these specific patches on the ground that you find throughout the game. Um, yeah, but I'm really looking forward to finishing that up. Um, I'll probably finish that up this week. And then the last one that I've been playing, this is the one that I played the least. I've only played probably about an hour or two, is It Takes Two. Do you, What do you know about this one? I just know it's by Mr. Crazy himself, Joseph Ferris, F the Oscars guy. And that every, <laughs> it seems like everybody is loving it. Um, and it just seems like they're great. His his studio, this is just this is what they make. They found their niche and they do a fantastic yeah. job doing it. Because I, I believe that this is the same group that made um what was the prison one? Uh, a way, a out. way out, yeah. Yeah, and then they did brothers or something also. I oh, think. brother, is it brothers a tale of two sons? I think so, yeah. Okay, that one's I want to check that one out. That one's on Game Pass, and I want to say a way out is also on Game Pass. Okay. Um, are you playing with Sarah? I am. Okay. Um, anyway, so for anybody that doesn't know, um, I know, you know, but they might not know. Um, it takes two is a co-op only game from EA. Um, or it's, I guess, published by EA, but made by that guy that you said, I can never remember the name of the <laughs> studio. I just know Joseph Ferris just because he's crazy yeah. and hilarious. Um, and, 
I don't know how people would describe it. I'd say it's basically just a cooperative third person puzzle platformer. Um, but it's been it's been pretty fun. Um, we've we've enjoyed it so far. Usually when we play games together, I'm the one that's like, hey, let's let's play some more of this game. But earlier today, she was like, hey, let's play some more of It Takes Two later. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, we could do that. Um, yeah, but we ended up not playing more. I think we're going to play some more after we're done recording. Um, yeah, like I said, we've only played about two hours so far, but I'm definitely liking it much more than Sackboy, um, which I, I don't, I just want to understand what people love about that game so much. I don't. I mean, we did it, I, you know, we did a I stream know. of it when it came out and I was like, man, if this, this is just, I mean, we went for like two and a half hours, but the last hour or so I was like, man, how much longer are we going to do this? I'm like, this isn't, this isn't but fun. We should have just played Mario. We should have just played an I'm old pretty Mario sure, game I'm pretty sure before y'all stream, I was like, hey, Sackboy's not fun. Yeah. And y'all were like, whatever. <laughs> it's co-op, whatever. I mean, it, right. it just, I, I, after that, I was like, I kept it installed on my PS5 for a while because I was like, maybe the my, my kids will want to play it. And they never cared anything about it. So after a right. while, I was finally like, okay. When, when I downloaded like Ratchet and I downloaded Control, I never played that when it was PS Plus. But once I started downloading games on my yeah. PS5, I was like, I'd just rather have the space. And it takes up 35, Same. 40 gigs. I was like, just just get out of here. I'm never going to play it again. Yeah. So the there were two things actually that I did want to mention about uh, It Takes Two. One of them is that it's only $40, which yeah. is nice. The second one is that... Um, since I own the game, anybody that has PS Plus can play it with me online without owning the game. Okay. Uh, yeah. I knew they had some so, kind of buddy thing, but I didn't know. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know exactly how it worked. From what I've seen, if I understand it correctly, there's something in the PlayStation Store that like you could like you could go and download right now that's called like it takes two friend pass or something. And as long as I actually own the game, it'll let you play it with me for free. Um, which I think that's really cool. Um, I would assume that the that same studio that their other games are that way too. Um, but yeah, I, I think so. I, I hadn't seen another game that. Um, I mean, co-op games are not really my thing, but I hadn't heard of another game doing something like that. So I thought it was really cool. Um, no, it's super cool that they do that. And when you when you design a game like this, it's like, yeah, you shouldn't force people. It'd be the greedy thing right. to do, but you shouldn't force people to buy two copies. Well, like I, I just like... went on the 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 podcast with Bernardo when we were talking about beat beat 'em ups, and we talked about that uh, the TMNT game that came out a few years ago that ended up getting pulled from the store, and you couldn't do couch co op. The only way to play that with friends was online co op, but you also right. had to buy two copies of a crappy game. And I'm like. This is Turtles. You're going to force yeah. people to buy Which, two games? Are you kidding me? I feel like I feel like the logic behind that is that if you don't let people play couch co-op, you'll maximize sales by making more oh, yeah. people buy it. But I feel like in reality by saying like you can download a friend pass that makes way more people that are much more likely to just buy it for themselves because they know that anybody can play it with them for free. Um, yeah, definitely one that we're going to go back to though. Um, and then my only issue with it isn't even an EA issue or an issue with the game itself. 
And this is the thing that I thought was going to kind of, this might kind of spiral into a bigger discussion. It's a Sony issue that. Um, Imagine that. So yeah. So this game, it's a, it's a PS4 game, but it says on the box PS5 upgrade available. And I have no idea if I'm actually playing the PS4 version or the PS5 version. And I don't know how to find out. So that's the crap that happened because so I got Watch Dogs Legion before the PS5 came out. I got it when it launched, mm-hmm. played it for a little bit, and I was like, this game's really repetitive, but I loved Watch Dogs 2 and I liked Watch Dogs 1. I should stick with it. I just didn't. But then I got PS5 and it's like, okay, you can do the free upgrade. So I install it and then I do the free upgrade. And then you've got both the PS4 version and the PS5 on there. I think the only way you can know for sure, well, they might have changed it, that they did something recently. So maybe it's gotten better. But for me, what I had to do is you hover over the game in the XMB or whatever they're calling it now. And you go down and then, you know, there be the button that says play or there's the three dots next to it for like settings or something. Right. I think when you click that, it'll say, or maybe now they did just add PS5 or PS4 to the names or something, but it, I would, I would click those three dots. And then there was something that you could like switch between versions and it would tell you which one you were on. That was the only way I could figure out that I wasn't even playing the PS5 version of watchdogs. I'd been playing the PS4 version. It's, it's just so stupid. It's a, it's a quality of life thing that it's like, I don't get what's so difficult about this. It's like you're designing the console like you don't understand how people are going to use it. Like, and while we're on the subject, this is Sony or PlayStation who also won't, um, won't recognize that a disc version of a game and a download, a digital download of a game are the same game. And if that, I realized that that probably didn't make much sense when I said it just now, but I, um, so on my PS4, I had the Nathan Drake collection installed from disc because I buy physical because I like to, mm-hmm. um, and Amen. then it was part of the play at home collection. And I was like, okay, cool. Now I should just be able to start up that game without putting the disc in. No, I went to start it up and it was like, Hey, you need to put the disc in. And I was like, what are you? But I, you gave it to me digitally already. And so then I went to the store and it, I tried to download the digital version, which I don't know why those are even two separate versions. And it was like, hey, you can't download this because you already have it downloaded. Was like, <laughs> and it's See, now this is why, like I said last week or whenever it was, um, Final Fantasy VII Remake was free on PS Plus. The catch is if you get the PS Plus version, you can't get the PS5 upgrade. So I was like, okay, normally whenever PS Plus games come out, even if I don't care about them, I'll at least add them to my library just because. And my thought at first was, ooh, even though I own Final Fantasy VII Remake on disc, you never know if the disc is going to break or something. Maybe I should just add it to my queue. And then I was like, wait a minute. If I put this thing in my library, I have no confidence that Sony's going to, when I put my disc in to my PS4 to get the PS5 upgrade, I can picture something happening where Sony goes, well, we looked at your library and actually you have the PS plus version, so you can't get the PS five upgrade. And then I would lose my mind. It would, it wouldn't do that to you just because of that same stuff that I just described, but it would still, it's still frustrating. Whereas 
the opposite issue is that or so when I started playing Metal Gear Solid 5 um I was playing it on my Xbox One S with the disc and then it got added to Game Pass and I just didn't have to put the disc anymore. I could still just start it up and it would start normally. And then when I got my Series X, I loaded it up over there and my I didn't have to do anything to transfer my save data and it just did everything for me and it was so much nicer. And it's I don't get like PlayStation and Xbox separate. I don't get why you why Sony can't just get it together. Like what? I, I don't know. It's just, you know, and I've admitted I was wrong on here before, but about, when they started uh, when smart they, delivery. Yeah. When they start tar- talking about all this smart delivery crap, I was like, this is buzzwords. This doesn't mean anything, whatever. I'm going to be able to just, it'll be the same and then PS5. It'll work fine. But it is definitely not. It's not the nice thing though, with smart delivery. So I have the, uh, Xbox One version of uh, what's it called? Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, and when I it was the actually the first game that I got with my Series X, and I put it in there, and it was like, hey, it this thing when you start downloading it from the disc, there's this thing that pops up. It's like, hey, we wanted to let you know that we're upgrading you to the series x version it's like okay great thank you for letting me know so i don't have to go around scrambling for information wondering what version of the game i'm playing where i feel like if because from what i have heard i have heard the same thing that you were mentioning earlier that i do think that sony fixed it that if you're on a ps5 it will default to the ps5 version um but i think they should have like maybe a little pop-up being like hey we got your free upgrade already. You don't have to worry about it. Otherwise, yeah. I'm just going to worry about it forever. The whole OS and the UI and everything, I just, I think it's a downgrade from PS4. Yeah. I think PS4 wasn't broken. I don't know why they fixed it. I don't, or tried to fix it. Yeah, like, I'm still getting used to turning off my PS5. Oh my God, it still pisses me <laughs> Every time I do it, I hold like, like everybody talks about. Every time I go to turn it's, that stupid thing off, I click the PS button and I hold it. And then I'm like, oh crap, that's right. This is a PS5. I got to. I'm getting pretty used to it. I got to go over, 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 click, turn off, and it's just, why do I have to do all these extra steps? Why can't you just? I feel like eventually they're going to do a really big firmware upgrade that everybody is going to be like, thank you. Why the hell wasn't it like this at the beginning? At least I choose. Like choose what it does when you click and hold the PS Plus or the PS button. It's like, why would you change something? I don't get why. I, why would you change something that is standard on every console, even right. on Switch? And Nintendo has never done the same thing as everyone else. Where right. if you hold the home button on Switch, that same thing comes up to rest your to rest your console. Yeah, it's crazy. And I'm I've really had the thing not for for almost six months now, and I still don't have the muscle memory to do it the new way. And my body still just goes, "Wait, I had a PS4 for." what's it been now seven and a half years mm-hmm. this is how it worked this is how it should work here nope and, well, and also PS3 that's how it worked like on the ps3 too, right? yes exactly yeah. stupid um, completely stupid i 100 uh, agree with you but i don't think they're going to change it i think they're just going to leave it and the trophies suck too <laughs> 
the trophies suck too. Like Colin always says, it's impossible now. It used to be so it's, easy on the PS4. I feel like, now I got to go down and I got to go scroll through all these giant because they want to have these stupid funtivity cards and stuff. So I got to go through, I got to scroll through giant cards of the trophies. It's just so sucks. Is there a way? So I know you hit the PlayStation button and some of the cards pop up and some of the trophies you're close to will pop up. Mm-hmm. But if uh, there aren't any that the PS5 thinks I'm close to, the only way that I can find to actually get to view my own trophies is to hit the PlayStation button, go to my own pri- profile, go to the trophy list and find the game that I'm looking for. And it's like, why, if you want people to play on your system to play this meta game that I think is really good, that's a really compelling, I think that the trophy system is much more compelling than the achievement system on Xbox. Yes. Um, Having actual a counter of like platinum trophies, I don't know how many... I mean, I know that I've only 100% won Xbox game. <laughs> but no, um, you're right. I mean, just having actual trophies instead of just points is such a better idea. I mean, of course, right. Xbox did it first. Sony yeah. just did it differently and refined it. They, and they... Yeah, they did it first. And now if Xbox were to have, like, I don't know, something, they would just be copying them. But I think they should have some kind of, like, or it's like Nintendo. I want them to do an achievement system too and just do medals instead of trophies or something. Just yeah. do something simple, but it's still like you're earning a specific thing, not just having numbers go up. And I mean, if you want to do the numbers, I mean, Sony, the, the trophies, they all give you points as well, but you get the trophy, which gives you certain points, which makes your level go up and blah, 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 blah. I don't really care about the trophy level like oh, at all. Either. No. I only care... And I don't really don't even care about bronze, gold, or silver trophies. I only care no, about only platinum care. trophies. Now I'm forgetting if I have 61 or six. I can't remember if I have 61 or 62. I have 25. Where the heck? I don't even on the stupid app. I don't even know how to get there. Also, on the 61. app, it's really tough. You have to go to your own. The same thing. The same thing. You got to go to your profile. profile. <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. I've got 61. It only shows Abraxia two. Oh, no, there they both are. Okay, yeah, so I've got 61. I think I thought I was going to play through Maquette and get that one because it's supposed to be pretty easy. I just never did. I I beat Maquette, and I was like – and then I left for town. I, I left town almost immediately. Um, and then when I came back, I was like, I'd have to speed run all these levels, but I don't remember any of the levels anymore. Yeah, I've heard the speed run stuff is pretty tricky. Yeah. Um. Because I think all the for Maquette, all the trophies that I have left are speedruns. Yeah. I think. Well, cool. No, I mean that was a good talk. I mean, I, I trust me. I I love Sony, but they've been <laughs> talk about a sub a, a subway. Yeah. God, a Segway. They've yeah. been they've been effing a lot of stuff up, and it's really starting but, to get on my nerves. But I think it's good that we can acknowledge that they're not doing everything right that They're i feel not doing like I, almost anything right <laughs> to be honest i feel like when when being a i don't think there's anything wrong with being a fan of playstation but when you go around acting like everything playstation does is right because playstation is doing it that's when fandoms get c- kind of toxic 
it's stu- like you have to that's like you know we've we've been complaining about nintendo and stuff after that direct how we were disappointed it's because i freaking love nintendo nintendo has been right my entire life has been nintendo's been a part of it for almost as long as i can remember since i was uh what year was it six years old like i want them to be great i want sony to be great but everything that i was worried about happening with this this generation when it comes to is old arrogant sony going to show up again they they've they're 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 here and i don't sony, like it i don't yeah. like it well so nintendo i feel like nintendo still does have stuff planned for this year that they haven't told us about um i know that at that that direct everything that they announced i think it only goes through july i want to say skyward sword is the latest thing that they announced so they've still got half the year to tell us about um so obviously i'm hoping for more zelda stuff too but with sony they're i feel like they're acting like because they've been winning they can't lose no they think they're too big to fail and that's not right that's not and honestly xbox thought that last gen because they did so well in the 360 gen and then they completely fumbled as but hard honestly, as they could coming out of the gate. It looks a lot like I don't make a lot of sports references, but I'm gonna make this one. It looks a lot like the Patriots this past season of 20 years of Tom Brady wrecking shop for them, and then they acted like they could they, I they were acting like they could do whatever they want because they're the Patriots, and then their season was one of the worst ones they've ever had. Yeah, and I loved it. <laughs> I know, I know you did. <laughs> Well, yeah. But I also loved that Tom Brady was just like, all right, I'll go win with a different team. And then he did. <laughs> that I did not love. I know. I am not a fan. Yeah. Of Mr. But I mean, Brady. I was I was raised a Patriots fan. So, yeah, I don't care. You're actually you're off. I'm going to hang up right now. You're off. the fire. OK. All right. See you later, guys. All right. <laughs> all right, James, what do you say we get into the news so we can I can bitch about Sony some more? OK. So, yeah. Oh, God. So this report comes from Bloomberg. Jason Schreier, good on him. Um, But I'm going to read the Eurogamer version because it's much shorter and it condenses everything that's important because the Bloomberg article just goes on forever. You know, I actually did read the Bloomberg article um, and it was I read this, too. It's pretty much the same thing. So, yeah. Naughty Dog is working on a Last of Us remake, according to a new report. Bloomberg said this project was in development at an unannounced new studio created within its little-known San Diego-based visual arts service group, but was handed to Naughty Dog after Sony had a change of mind. Meanwhile, Days Gone 2, sorry James, isn't happening. Bloomberg said developer Sony been unsuccessfully pitched the sequel in 2019. Quote, although the first game had been profitable, its development had been lengthy and critical reception was mixed. So Days Gone 2 wasn't seen as a viable option, end quote, Jason Schreier reported. A team within Sony Bend is now helping Naughty Dog with a multiplayer game. A second team within Sony Bend was assigned to work on a new Uncharted game, quote, with supervision from Naughty Dog. But this is no longer happening and Sony Bend is now working on a new game of its own. Quote, Ben's developers feared they might be absorbed into Naughty Dog, and the studio's leadership asked to be taken off the Uncharted project, Bloomberg said. They got their wish last month and are now working on a new game of their own. 
Bloomberg also contextualizes these developments as Sony's obsession with blockbusters, which is stirring unrest at PlayStation's studios. The leadership of the new studio, initially working on The Last of Us remake, have disbanded. Some staff at Sony Bend, including two of the top leads, were unhappy with being assigned the Uncharted game and left. The suggestion is Sony no longer is interested in taking creative risks and instead has a fixation on teams that churn out hits. Sony's recent reorganization of its Japan studio and subsequent staff exodus tallies with this new approach. Along with word Days Gone had not been beloved enough to get a sequel, Eurogamer has heard about the now scuppered, wow, you, you Europeans are weird, the now scuppered plans for a new Uncharted game at Sony Bend, which was set to be a new chapter in the series separated somewhat from Nutty Dog's previous games. One person familiar with plans told us it had been intended as something of a reboot for the franchise, with one idea being for a prequel before Sony Bend departed the project. Um, There's a lot in there. It's a lot. Let's, so, let's start at the top. Do we need a Last of Us remake? No. No. I mean, I don't think so. Well, it doesn't play anywhere near Last of Us 2 despite my issues with the story, which I pretty much hated, was a technical masterpiece, as I've always said. Right. It played great. It plays so much. The, the first one does feel old now. Well, but it doesn't I've, feel like playing Metal Gear Solid on the PlayStation I've heard 1. you say that before. And honestly, I really don't agree that I think that the first one still plays really well. I played it. Uh, I played it right before playing Last of Us Part 2. And like, obviously, it's going to feel like a seven, eight year old game, however old it is. But I don't think it's anywhere near old enough to justify a remake. No. Just patch it for PS5. Give it new trophies like you did with everything else. Like you already remastered it. You already remastered it. Right. It is playable on the PS5 in a great fashion. Exactly. Why? Why? (sighs) Now, what some people have said is they think maybe what this will be is that Sony's going to end up doing a PS5 version of the last of us part two which i don't know how that game can look any better than it already does i don't need that and that maybe they would do a bundle where you can get if you buy that you get the last of us remake with it but unless this game's been being worked on for like two or three years you really gonna try to get people a ps5 version of last of us part two like three years after it comes out it came out last year right no but i'm saying if unless oh if they're not very far along I saw that they, um, I want to say in the Bloomberg article, they said that um, they started on The Last of Us remake in 18. Okay. Which would have been three years ago. Yeah. So maybe it, um, maybe it's something that, <laughs> but again, I don't care. Will will I buy right. it? Eh, probably. Would. Probably. I probably which would. Which is even more annoying. Yes. like It's like, I know that I'm part of the problem, but I don't want to be. I don't, I don't, um, they're like... But the part that I think is the most frustrating about this first sentence that we're still discussing is that the Bloomberg article um, also said that before they decided to do a Last of Us remake, they were going to remake Uncharted 1, which I think deserves a remake a lot more because that game's really clunky. Uncharted 2 and 3 play great even to this day. Uncharted 1 not even close. I, I yeah, I played through all three of those in either 2019 or 2020 and Uncharted 1 wasn't I don't want to say it wasn't 
fun, but it wasn't. Um, no, I agree. It's it's, it's, it's by it's far clunky. the worst. It feels and some people, like an old game. Yeah, some people say the Vita game, Golden Abyss, is better than Uncharted One, which I've only played the demo of it on my Vita, so I don't I can't I'd say believe for it. sure, but it wouldn't I'd, surprise me. I've never seen a Vita in real life, but I believe it. It's just like yeah, Uncharted could use it. Last of Us does not need it. This but game... I, I feel like they're oversaturating The Last of Us because we just got The Last of Us Part 2. There's talks of a Last of Us Part 2 PS5 re-release, as well as this now Last of Us remake, also The Last of Us TV show. And it's like, I get it that you make a lot of money off of The Last of Us, but too much, like you can have too much of a good thing. Yeah, I mean, and not to mention... It did not go. I mean, I know it won critically. It won all the awards and all that, and mm-hmm. it sold well. It was the fifth best-selling game overall last year. I think it was um, fifth or sixth. I forget which it was. But fans weren't really happy. I know, um, and I was not happy. I liked it. I liked it, but I don't think it was a perfect game. I do think that a lot of the fan issues could have been removed if they had just told the story in a different order i'm not going to get into spoilers let's yeah here, let's yeah let's let's not talk about that right now there there's we, there's better ways to do it there was there was yeah i'm gonna move on that meant now i'm just getting mad we don't need a last of us remake we right don't but like i said will i buy it probably i agree i would it i would like to see naughty dog do something new i don't want a last of us part three either like I've experienced most of those games. I would like to see them do something different. If it's if they're moving on from Uncharted, let them move on from The Last of Us. The last time they did a new IP was The Last of Us, and it was the, awesome. The but only they, thing that I think I would be up for as far as The Last of Us would be a Last of Us Part 2 director's cut where they rearrange the story to where it actually makes sense and does hits all the story beats that they want it to. Because I, I feel like that game... I feel like that whole game is told in the wrong order. So the second, I think if the second half of the game was the first half of the game and you played through the second half, not knowing what happens in the first 20 minutes of the game. I don't know if that made any sense, but I'm trying to be, No, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I I think it would make sense. And also maybe they could have made it shorter. I think that if you 20 hours long. Yeah, I, I agree. I felt like it was longer than that. Well, I don't know how long it really was because I played through the whole story three times trying to get the platinum. I, I, I think I'll go back at some point because you can turn on basically all the cheats and it'll yeah. show you where all the collectibles are and stuff. I, I didn't like... know that till my third playthrough. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I need to go back and do that. You um, can, um, there's something that you can do that your um like listening or whatever becomes yeah. like a sonar that'll tell you where all the collectibles are yeah um yeah i didn't know that till my third playthrough <laughs> so so also we've always heard about this this secret san diego studio which jason's now reported on this visual arts service group right um which is fine support team, whatever they're going to do. I don't know. But the, the, the bigger thing here is I'm just really surprised days. I thought days going to was a sure thing. Um, I, I think all the reasoning for not giving a days gone to is stupid that 
you're it wasn't critically acclaimed because development was or it, development was bad and it wasn't critically acclaimed or whatever they actually said yeah but i felt like that was one that they rushed it out and if they had actually put a little more polish on it i think it would have reviewed so much better because i i I agree yeah which seems to be an issue with lots of games now well and also when i think of days gone and i will play it at some point especially now i feel like i owe it to them that this this all happened but like I think of Days Gone without having played it as the Assassin's Creed one, the proof of concept. This this is this could work, this could be fun. And then Assassin's Creed two knocked it out of the water. But what if Ubisoft was just like, eh, this game is it's just it wasn't as good as we wanted. Go go make something else, you know. I would say I would say it's more of like a halfway point probably between Assassin's Creed 1 and 2. That I think that like the horde battles and stuff, I've never I love zombie games. I've never played anything like that in any other game other than Days Gone and I loved it. That I feel like they already kind of nailed it. <laughs> I killed the bug. It landed and I killed it with my Link Amiibo. Sorry. Nice. Um <laughs> It's just weird. And then that they were all worried that they were going to be just like Naughty Dog Oregon or something, you know? It's just weird. Like they took forever to make this game. They finally put out a game, I think for the first time since Uncharted Golden Abyss. They finally put it out. Some people loved it. It sold well. It was like, what, a 76 on Metacritic? Sony Bend? Yeah. Like it, it's just so, it's just weird for a game to be profitable and have a mostly good critical reception for that not to be good enough for Sony is just weird to me. I think it's a 76 on Metacritic Metacritic or maybe 75 74 something I'm, like I'm that. I'm checking. Um Ooh, 71. Okay, so it's lower than I thought. Which is, but like which is lower <clears throat> but Sony acts like anything below an 80 on Metacritic is like absolute trash. Well, not only not only that, but when people reviewed the game, there was a very important patch that made the game play a lot better on launch day that none of the reviewers got to have. So everybody right. that played it, it was not a fair representation of that. And I I feel bad for Sony Ben that you know that patch wasn't there for the reviewers to play and now it's stuck at a 71 on Metacritic forever. And they'll never get a chance to make another one. Exactly. Um, but Sorry, yeah, I don't ahead. know. But but I mean, them working on a new Uncharted game, it's funny because it seems like everybody always thought this the secret studio was working on an Uncharted game. And the other saying it was actually Sony Bend. But then Naughty Dog was kind of looking over their shoulder, which is just weird. Like if you're Sony owns the IP, if Sony wants somebody else to make a new Uncharted game, they can. Why? If you're going to give it to somebody else, why do you let Naughty Dog look over their shoulders and stuff? I just Wait. think that's weird. Sorry, it says that Sony Bend was removed from the Uncharted project and is now working on a game of their own. Right, right. But I'm saying why? So you can't, you don't let them do Days Gone Two. You give them an Uncharted game, but you make not, but Naughty oh, Dog gotcha. is kind of like heat checking them, and then you pull them off it, which is good that they were able to not be absorbed, and you know the 
leadership was like, yeah, we understand. Go make your new thing. It's cool. They're making yeah. a thing. It's cool. They're still their own studio and all that. It's just weird. Like, I don't know. And I can get, I get the obsession. I'm not as mad about this whole Sony's obsession with blockbusters thing as I've heard some people are, because those are my favorite games are the big AAA blockbuster games. I love them. Right. But the problem is almost everything that's a first party game from Sony is kind of the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's third, all... it's third person, open world action adventure. Everything yeah. is. And now, I they're can't... great, but they're all not the same. I don't really mean they're the same, but they're all. I mean, it's the similar. same criticism that Nintendo gets for only putting out platformers. Right. <laughs> but, but they do it better than anybody else. Yeah. That's why they do it. Yeah. Which I mean, I you could say the same thing about Sony. Yeah. Um. And then, okay, a, t- a team within Sony Bend is helping Naughty Dog with a multiplayer game. Factions. Yeah, which we assume is factions. Which, <laughs> is that ever <laughs> actually going to come out? They've been talking about that for like two years now. Yeah. But it is interesting that the whole the whole thing, this just popped in my head. Because I remember a few weeks ago, I, I do believe this Last of Us remake. I'm pretty sure, I, I believe, Jason, it's coming. Because you think back to a few weeks ago, uh, Neil Druckmann tweeted something to the effect of they were working on like something like we don't have anything to show right now, but just, we know you're excited. We were working on a couple of things or something like that, which would be mm-hmm. factions and the last of us remake. Yeah. So and I the think TV show a, and the stupid TV show, which I, which, actually, he, which I'm pretty sure he's writing, right? He's, he's co-writing it with the okay. Chernobyl guy, I think. Yeah. Okay. Which I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't necessarily think the last of us needed a TV show. No, especially if it's going to rehash something that we've already got in our pre- gonna get again soon apparently yeah but i think it'll be, I, guess, I mean like, pedro pascal is awesome i, I think it'll yeah. oh yeah oh, i think casting wise i think it's yeah. really good my only other the only thing i probably would have rather seen would have been like hugh jackman is uh joel yeah i mean he, but he like, already but like was. logan but like yeah. logan hugh jackman not yeah. like not like X Men two thousand Hugh Jackman. Right. No, Logan. I mean Logan. I said when I as soon as I walked out of that theater, I was like, oh my god, they just made a superhero Last of Us. That was awesome, right? Um, but also, so now this is weird. So PlayStation is also hiring. I don't need to read this whole thing, but they're hiring for a head of mobile, a senior position that will lead the development and strategy of PlayStation's mobile games and adapt some of the company's most popular franchises to mobile. Okay, so we've got th- like so, so now. This- this one I read a couple times before we started recording, trying to get the gist of what they're trying to say. And I think I get it, but go ahead and say whatever you were about to say. So they're only focused on blockbusters, but now they're looking five years in the future to try and do mobile stuff. I don't care about mobile games. I don't. I play my bubble pop game on this and I still play right. words with friends and that's it. I don't care about the Final Fantasy 7 Battle Royale whatever thing that Square's going to put out on mobile. I don't care about what uh PUBG or Fortnite on this thing. I just don't care. And I know that there's this new Backbone, I think it's called the Backbone controller that's getting really good reviews that you can plug into your iPhone and play it like a Switch. That's cool, but I have a Switch. Like Right. I don't care why <laughs> So you got all this crap going on with these studios, and now you're also going to focus on mobile on top of that. To me, it kind of sounds like they're really just going all in to maximize profits, whereas like, I feel like saying that they're looking for, 
I feel like this is basically saying that they're going to adapt their if it's saying that they're going to adapt their large franchises to be on mobile you could be playing an uncharted iphone game and it's like i don't want an uncharted iphone game or i want to play they those did games one out. they had an automatic runner for uncharted i do remember did they? that yep. which how is that any different than the all the other automatic runners that are already there i feel right. like the reason that we love sony or the playstation and nintendo is because they're giving us experiences that we wouldn't get anywhere else and by jumping into the mobile game like i feel like they're kind of abandoning that i agree i just don't think this this should not this just plays into the whole thing that it just seems like ever since Jim Ryan took over, they, they don't know what the heck they're doing anymore. And this is why I, when all this story came out from Schreier, everybody was tweeting Sean Layden, like we miss you come back. And he liked basically every single tweet, you know? <laughs> so it really seems like he was kind of so funny because we never got any real information on what the heck happened there. I love Sean Layden. Um, he was an actual personality, you know, right. there's no Sony personality right now. And it really seems like, he was just pushed out the door. If he's liking all these tweets that, that, yeah. that, that should, if you can read behind the line, but behind well, between the like, lines, something happened there that it was not his choosing to, to leave PlayStation. I feel like the personalities that they do have, they're distancing themselves from or kind of brushing them to the side. Shuhei. I, th- yeah. That's who I was going to mention. Um, Shuhei Yoshida. He's and awesome. And they've completely, I mean, now we're going to talk about this here in a minute, but they've pretty much distanced themselves from um, Kojima as well. Well, the, <laughs> the, the only personalities they have, which is good, are, are really, I would say, Neil Druckmann, at least that comes to my mind. Neil Druckmann, right. Corey Barlow. Um, right. I just don't, that's it. And these guys are front-facing. They're always on Twitter. Well, <laughs> Corey is always on was, Twitter. Well, Neil, not as much, but... You know... So I know Neil Druckmann is largely credited with The Last of Us and Uncharted 4. Mm-hmm. Was Corey Barlog, like you, you, you've been a PlayStation guy a lot longer than I have. Um, was Corey Barlog like a pretty common PlayStation name before God of War 2018? Only if you really knew. He directed, okay. so David Jaffe directed God of War 1, he, but he worked on it. I forget in what kind of a role. He directed God of War 2, and then he didn't do 3. That was uh, Stieg Asmussen. The fact okay. that I know this is just insane to me. <laughs> and then he didn't, do the, he didn't do the mobile game or the, the PSP games or anything like that. He was working. I don't know if, if he was working on it, but, you know, Sony Santa Monica was working on some kind of sci-fi IP, which might actually be, be getting revived right now because they're hiring for another game. I don't know if Corey was doing that, but it was in the buildup to God of War that he became a star. Right. Yeah, I, I knew the name okay. because I loved God of War too, and I knew he was somewhat but synonymous with that. I feel like God of War 2018 was bigger than any other God of War game ever. Bigger as far as uh, public reception. It's the best. It's the best game of the generation, I think. Yeah. My third favorite I've... game of all time. I don't know if I would say it's my favorite game in the generation, but I wouldn't try to tell i wouldn't tell you you're wrong yeah that's good because i kick you off i'll hang up (laughs) so also more sony stuff here apparently their uh playstation london which they just did one of the vr games and now i'm blanking on what the name was uh it was announced they're openly hiring for a new ip 
um god what the heck was the name of it oh was it, it uh it wasn't dreams was it no it was a psvr oh shooter and i can't remember the name of it now but it's not important so it's good that they're hiring i didn't even i had almost forgotten playstation london was a thing um Same. and then also david jaffe just he just can't stop talking um and he's awesome and hilarious he was saying on a on a podcast that sony has their quote counter counter punch to game pass coming now jaffe would probably know yeah but but i don't believe it I don't, but even if it is a counter punch, it, I don't think it's going to be a counter punch. I think it's going to be with, a counter well, slap or something. With the way that Sony's been doing things the last year or so, they say, I feel like they could just be saying that they're, they have a counter punch ready. And then what they consider a counter punch is, oh, we're actually going to be, um, adding a couple more games to the, uh, PS, Plus, PS Plus collection, collection which don't get me wrong, PS Plus collection is awesome. It's awesome, yes. But it's not a Game Pass. I I wouldn't personally consider it a Game Pass contender. No, you're talking hundreds of games versus twenty. Yeah, but even then, you, the quality of the PS Plus collection is per, is the quality of the average game on the PS plus collection is probably way ahead of the quality of the average game on game pass. Yes. But in, if all you have is a PS five and you get the PS plus collection, I feel like you'd run out of games to play in, I don't know, a couple years. Whereas even if they don't ever add anything new to game pass with, with the, how it is right now, you could play for 10 years and never get through all those games. Yeah. I think if anything, like I've said before, they're not going to, it's not going to be the same as game pass where you get whatever it is. You're not going to get horizon forbidden West as part of whatever this is on day one. You're not going to get yeah. God of war Ragnarok. You're not going to get ratchet and clank, blah, blah, blah. If they the could just, if their freaking counterpunch is just, Hey, we've improved PlayStation. Now it's now part of PS plus. And guess what guys, we freaking did it you can download PS3 games now instead of having to stream them. If they just I... did that, I'd be like, okay, now all the games that I miss, I can actually play without having to stream the stupid things. You actually have backwards compatibility years after Xbox figured it out via a firmware update for crying out loud. Come on, Sony. Like if, they, I don't if that was ever their see them. I'd be very happy, but I... stupid sell, it's probably not going to happen. I don't, I don't see it. Um, PS now... How much do you know about PS Now? I've only played it once. I did a seven-day... I got a seven-day free trial. I tried Metal Gear Solid 4 on it. It was weird. It wasn't horrible, but it definitely didn't feel right. So I got... A, I did the same thing. I got a free trial. I downloaded a bunch of games and then never played any of them. <laughs> and some of them are actually still downloaded on my PS4. Um, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, I don't know. PS Now is already available in some capacity on PC, right? Yes. Kinda? Kind I don't think I don't know that it's the exact same library, but you can do it on PC via streaming only. Okay. You can't download I feel like you can't download a, games on it. I feel like a legitimate if 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 we're gonna pretend that Sony knows what they're doing, 
Um, I feel I feel like a legitimate counterpunch to Game Pass could be them improving their um the PS Now stuff on PC and then being like, okay, now any game that's on PS Now, you can get this PS Now app on your iPhone or on your iPad and you can stream it anywhere. See, I would hate that. I don't want to stream. I wouldn't care for it. I don't want to stream, but I feel like that would be huge for people. If all you need is to, it's the same thing that, that they're talking about with Microsoft. If all you need to get into Xbox games is um, to be able to get the game pass app on, on a tablet, or they've been talking about also putting the game pass, uh, putting game pass on um, smart TVs. Mm-hmm. If you could just download game pass on your smart TV and have access to all these games with a $10 a month subscription. I feel like that would be huge. And I mean, I feel like Sony's gotta know that like they've got to make some big step that obviously they're not going to be able to swing money around the way that Microsoft can. Like I'm not expecting them to go out and like acquire any entire companies, but I saw something written the other day. Right. I saw something written the other day that so Colin is always saying that Sony or PlayStation is Sony's most profitable uh, part of their company. Whereas Xbox barely even exists to Microsoft. Microsoft doesn't care. It's like a toy to them. The Xbox division of Microsoft might be bigger than all of Sony. That that's how that's how huge that's that's when when you think back to a few months ago how Phil Spencer was saying that they're not worried about competing with Sony they're worried about competing with Apple and Amazon and Google that yeah. I I feel like like that's that's why it's because there's these mega corporations and then you've got Sony kind of playing their games yeah no they're Microsoft made back their $7.5 billion for Bethesda in one quarter. Xbox I, didn't make it. Microsoft did. Azure right, right. X, and, yeah, and Xbox didn't. I heard that I heard that, that in that quarter, they actually doubled the $7.5 billion. It, yeah, it's just they, they just crap <laughs> out money. That's why they're looking at spending $10 billion on Discord. Are you kidding me? $10 yeah. billion for Discord. If we're being honest, I don't even know enough about Discord to know if it would be worth it. But from what I've heard, from what I've heard, that wouldn't be for Xbox. That would be, um, the same way for like the business side of things. It would would probably be be to add some kind of functionality, which I don't know what it would be, but into Microsoft Teams, which right, 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 work all the time, and it's okay. But I'm sure they want to do something to improve Teams, especially in honestly now. But I wouldn't be surprised if they just replaced teams altogether i don't really think teams is that great i think zoom is better um but microsoft does also own skype yeah pretty soon they're gonna own all of them yeah they're i don't know what the hell are these little bugs flying around here one of these windows must be cracked or something like cracked open and i don't know it. this is mm-hmm. weird these little gnats or something they're driving me nuts go, like, go get your kids to hunt all the books down it's like the third one i've seen um 
So yeah, I don't know. I I think that's I think we've covered the Sony stuff. It's just I think I, so too. I don't know what the hell's going on over there. And I really hope I really hope they do. <laughs> and I hope if they don't, they figure it out quickly. Right. Um, it's I don't want the PS5 to be another Wii U. No, and I don't think it will be. I, I don't think it because based off of sheer power, I don't think it will be. But I don't want Sony to fumble the PS5. I don't. I don't want Sony to fumble this generation the way that Nintendo fumbled the Wii U. Yeah. Agreed. Which really, I don't want any of these companies to fumble ever. No, I we're all every, better I want, when everybody's doing well. Yeah. Right. When when everyone plays, we all win, as they yes. like to say in those adaptive controller commercials. Yes. Which those those really those really get me. Yeah, they're. I get them on like YouTube pre roll ads. Oh yeah. All right. Next up, uh, we got some more news on E three, and this comes from The Verge. E three twenty twenty one will be taking place June twelfth through the fifteenth this year as a free reimagined all-virtual event the ESA announced today. This was last week. Organizers announced that the lineup includes companies such as Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Konami, Ubisoft, Take-Two, and Warner Brothers Games. Sony is notably missing from that list so far. E3, gaming's biggest annual conference in North America, typically takes place in downtown LA every June and attracts a mix of developers, press, and consumers. Last year's event was canceled in April due to COVID-19. In its absence, Jeff Keighley launched Summer Game Fest in partnership with many developers to deliver game reveals and news. The digital event is also returning this June. E3 is expected to resume in person next summer. The other thing they don't mention here, EA. So there's also no Square Enix. EA. EA usually has one, right? They, uh, Devolver Digital usually has a big one, right? Devolver does. EA EA bowed out when Sony did, I think, um, because they would oh, just did do they their, really? They would do the EA Play Live stuff. They would do their well, own thing. I think I, the last big one that I remember from EA might have been like eighteen. Yeah. Was yeah, that when? Definitely, they, was that when Battlefront going, Two came out? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yeah, Star Wars Battlefront 2. kids got it for Christmas. I feel like that was 17. Because I remember the last big one that I remember from EA, there was like 20 minutes of all these sports games, all of their annualized sports games. And it's like, are you just going to show the same sports every single year? And then there was like 30 minutes of uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 gameplay or like online stuff, which I... Yeah. Um, and then the ESA also they they did confirm to VGC that there will be no on demand demos at least not as of yet. Yeah. Um, I don't it's, know. Like we talked about last week, Sean and I like I'm I'm glad E3 still exists, but I don't really know why. <laughs> if it's all digital, I, it's just weird that we can't just get everybody together and just say Xbox, you do your things on that Sunday, right? Yeah, Sony, like why does it need? Monday. Yeah. Why does it need to be E3? I'm glad that everything's going to be kind of in the same week like it used to be. Yes. Um, But why? 
I mean, obviously, if they're calling it E3, there has to be some kind of budgeting set aside for it in money. And it's like, I feel like that money could have been better spent somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, because it takes a lot of money for these people to be part of E3 and to pay the ESA. So I just don't know why when everybody just last year did their own thing and it was fine. And Nintendo's right. been doing their own thing for a while, which is it's weird that Nintendo's there. I mean, I know they used to do the Treehouse Live stuff and everything, yeah. but all no. they've done for presentations was just directs anyway. Yeah. But I'm I'm glad it's not going away. I'm not Sony not being there is, is just is anybody whatever. That's what I was gonna say. Is anybody surprised that Sony's not there? The last one, I don't think Sony's been there since 17. No, they were there. They were there eight, it was 18. Because 18 was when they did the um 19 they bowed out last year didn't happen yeah 2018 was the last one and that was the freaking weirdest hell one where they brought everybody into the barn for the last of us part two oh yeah and then they had like a 15 minute interlude in between you know presentations and it's like that was the one on the teaser the teaser that they showed at for last of us part two 2018 is one of the final cutscenes of the game yes that's why I think that they had no idea what they were doing when they pieced that game together. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I'm sure Sony will do a big state of play this summer. I would love for it to be that week. So we can just, like you said, get everything in a week, at least the, but, the, the big, the three big hitters and then move on from there. I feel like Sony not being there. Well, I remember Sony's, E3 press conferences got criticism because Sony was showing the same three or four games every year for multiple years. And with Sony, like we just talked about a couple minutes ago, with Sony focusing more on big releases, what are they going to show with their state of plays? Are they going to show the same games at multiple like I feel like it's the same issue that they've already had just on their own platform and not at E3. Yeah, I mean I loved last year when they did the the future of gaming when they finally, you know, they showed the PS5, they showed games, they teased Ragnarok. That was awesome. Every other yeah. state of play has just been like blah, here's a PowerPoint and then we I show don't think, a video. I don't think they should have shown uh, God of War. They never should have they if they want to tease it that's one thing they should have never said coming 2021 because there is literally no chance in hell that game comes out this year. There is yeah. no way that was unless stupid. it somehow, unless it somehow comes before horizon, which I don't think. No, there's happen. no way. Cause we've seen horizon. No, there's, there's no way. So I don't know. Yeah. It's, I, I think I they should have just not, I think they should have just not said anything about God of war. No, we all know it's coming. Obviously if you've yeah. beaten the game and you see the, we, the hidden ending, you know, yeah. there's another game coming. And also is one of the best critically received games PlayStation's ever put out. Of course, they were going to do a sequel. You didn't need to tell us. Right. Like, we didn't need to know about, oh, we're working on Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six. You told us that three years ago, and we still haven't seen a second of anything of those games. Is, I assume, Thor is going to be in that game. Yes. Is that Thor going to be as good as Chris Hemsworth? No. (laughs) No, but he'll be better than stupid Thor and stupid Avengers. I hate that game. Oh, the game. I thought you meant one of the movies. Oh, no, sorry. I, like, I, I should have said the game. Yeah, I was like, I don't movie. remember. You're like, what are you talking about, Kevin? That's the same Thor. <laughs> um, no, I think he'll, it'll be 
I have full confidence in Corey. I can't, I just cannot wait. I don't know how it could ever beat God of War 2018, but we'll see. And the last item on the news here, James, it really breaks my heart. And I didn't even want to talk about it, but I know this comes from Venture Beat. Kojima Productions is making a new game, but it's not abandoned for PS5. Earlier today, this was last week, Sony Interactive Entertainment revealed a trailer for Abandoned, which is a horror project from developer Blue Box Games. But that trailer and the developer's spotty history are just odd enough to cause some people to speculate that Abandoned is secretly the next game from Metal Gear Solid creator Hideo Kojima. This is not the case. One of the reasons people believe Abandoned is from Kojima is because it's difficult to find a lot of information about Blue Box Games. But that isn't because it's a shell corporation for Kojima Productions. Instead, Blue Box is simply a small studio that's never released a major console game before. Blue Box's website is dead. It has a game in early access on Steam that it has stopped updating. And it has yet another similar game that it attempted to launch on Steam's now defunct Greenlight program. I get it, though. Maybe Kojima was playing the long con, and he was the one behind this studio all along. He was simply waiting for the moment to strike, and that time has come. But the biggest piece of evidence I have that Abandon is not a Kojima joint is that Kojima is in talks with Microsoft about publishing his next game, according to a source familiar with the matter. And yes, that statue on Phil Spencer's shelf was referencing a potential deal with a legendary developer. I cannot confirm if Xbox closed the deal yet, but my understanding is that Kojima is the focus of a Microsoft plan to tap into Japanese talent. So you'll have to enjoy abandoned without kojima's marketing stunts i don't know (sighs) i feel like this article was supposed to be about abandoned and then they just threw kojima's name in there a whole bunch because they know that's what people want to see first off abandoned looks pretty damn cool i have not seen anything about it it is it looks like photorealistic you get dropped in you're some protagonist, first person gameplay. You wake up in the woods somewhere and it's a horror-ish kind of what's going on first person shooter game. And it it looks beautiful and it sounds cool. But I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't see it and go, oh my God, this is Kojima's pulling a, you know, a Phantom Pain or a Silent Hills, you know, a PT on us. I never thought that. I just right. thought it looked really cool. I don't know that I think I'm not saying that this reporting is wrong. I just can't imagine Kojima with his history with Sony. Sony helped him start Kojima Productions. I saw, I want to say I saw on Twitter, so it's probably not super accurate, that Kojima originally went to PlayStation and... um, they didn't want they either didn't want to fund something or they didn't want to um uh, work with him because death stranding didn't do great yeah well they did there was reporting a while ago that he was working on a project after death stranding that was canceled and that's all we ever heard we don't know if he was working on it to try to pitch Sony and they said, no, we're not going to do that again. This game's too weird. We don't know anything about it, but he did okay. say that there was a canceled project. So that's interesting. Um, I just don't know that Kojima, 
obviously Microsoft has the money. If they would just want to give him a billion dollars and buy Kojima Productions, they could do it in a heartbeat. You know, if if Microsoft wants to, they could have him remake all of Metal Gear. Yeah, and I will be <laughs> I will be looking for my Wario updates <laughs> where I can get a Series X just for yeah. that. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I nothing would surprise me. You know, we've we've we're seeing all the rumors about Konami licensing out their games. I don't think Kojima would ever want to do that in all honesty. I think he just wants to do his own stuff now, but I, I don't know. It, it, nothing would surprise me. Yeah. Nothing would shock me. It would surprise me if his next game is a Microsoft exclusive. I think, I think that would surprise me too, but we've seen, we've seen some, companies that have histories of working exclusively with Microsoft or um, Sony, uh, either switching sides or going uh, multi-platform. Like, um, what was it? The Control, because there was um, Alan Wake and Quantum Break, which were both Xbox exclusives. Remedy, right? Thank you. Yeah. and then you had Control, which went multi-platform, which I'm not really, I'm not, I don't know the ins and out of that deal, but I can only assume it was something because Microsoft just wasn't going to be paying enough for it to be exclusive. So if it does come down to money, if if the Kojima thing comes down to money, Microsoft's going to win that battle every time. Every single time. If- <laughs> the other thing that's interesting here, though, is remember a few weeks ago, or maybe a month ago now, I think it was Yoji Shinkawa was quoted on some podcasts as saying they were going to be review, re, revealing their next game pretty soon or something like that. So who, I don't, who is that? Yoji Shinkawa is the uh, artist that's been with uh, Kojima forever. Okay. And so he's pretty he's, soon. Yeah. I feel like pretty soon is past. I don't know, but now maybe this deal's taking long to get done. Maybe they went back to Sony and said, "Give us more money, and you know we'll do it for you." I don't know. We also, for all we know, Sony could have just said, "Yeah," like you were saying, Death Stranding didn't really do what we wanted it to do. This next thing you're showing us looks super weird again. I don't know. I don't think we're gonna fund it for you. Um, so you can make it and put it on PlayStation, but we're not going to fund it this time. Who knows? In my mind, the way this went down was PlayStation being like, Hey, we're not going to fund it for you. And Kojima being like, I need you to fund it or I'm going to have to go to Microsoft. And they're going to be like, no, you won't. You're like, right. All right. See you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, it's, I, I just can't picture a Kojima exclusive being on Xbox, but I also yeah. couldn't picture Xbox buying freaking Bethesda. So, well, if it is, fortunately, if it is on Xbox or if it is funded by Microsoft, it'll probably be Game Pass Day One, right? Which uh, means you'd be able to play it on your kids' uh, Xbox One S. <laughs> <laughs> No, if they, man, if they do, if they do somehow sign Kojima, no, I'm not going to buy it. If he's just making a new game, that wouldn't make me buy a Series X in all honesty. But if they do say somehow, we got the Metal Gear license from Konami, we've signed Kojima, he's going to remake one through four or even one through three, I'd say, well, crap. Okay. But I mean, but then again, you're also talking about that's like going to be 10 years in the future by the time they're all done. Right. If you're doing three years for each game, I don't know, but we'll see. They'll be ready uh, right around the time they're done with uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. 
<laughs> and when we find out what the next dumb name is for the next Xbox, if there is one, I don't, I don't know that there will be. All right. Now it's time for the wrap up James. Uh, we talked about MLB, the show coming to game pass last week. Um, yeah. But now we, we find out from Sony, it was actually MLB's decision to put the game on game pass day one. It's still so weird to me that a PlayStation studios game Again, what what the hell is Sony doing? It's like the it's, hits just keep on coming. They they just keep it, getting punched and punched and punched. I did see. It does make sense to me that that was the MLB's decision because in their eyes, they want to get this game to as many people as possible. And when oh, yeah. you have Game Pass playable on an iPhone or on an Android through iCloud or uh, not iCloud through XCloud, um. And I feel like in their eyes, it's how can we get this to the most people as possible? And it's by putting it on these platforms. Right. But I don't know. And I did also see that it's on Xbox. It's not being published by Sony. It's being published by um, MLB. Yeah. Which is also not surprising. (laughs) It's just so confusing. Yeah. Uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition has gone gold ahead of its release coming in May. Are uh, you gonna play that? Are y'all are you thinking about that? I'm thinking about it, but I don't know. I don't I've never played any of the Mass Effect games. Um I would be interested in probably checking out I'd be interested in probably checking out the uh, one of them. And then if I like that one, probably getting the legendary edition. Yeah. I'm I'm intrigued, but I mean I've got Resident Evil next month when this comes out and then Ratchet and then the Final Fantasy 7 remake upgrade comes out for PS5. I just, I don't know that I'm, yeah, I'm interested, but I don't know that I'll ever get to it. Uh, The year of delays continues death loop and a delayed game is never bad. Always remember that death loop has now been delayed to September 14th. That's Um, the Bethesda one, right? Yes. So (laughs) Let, is, let's it, prolong, is it being published by Microsoft? Let's prolong all this <laughs> crap as long as we can. Uh, Age of Empires 4 is coming out fall 2021. I don't care, but I know that's a big deal to a lot of people, and people are hyped for that. Um, I want to say, I'm not certain, but since that one's actually being published by Microsoft, I want to say that'll be Game Pass PC Day 1. Oh, interesting. Yeah, which I... I don't have I don't have a computer that can play uh, Age of Empires, but if I did, I would be all over that. Yeah. Uh, the previously leaked Streets of Rage Four Mister X Nightmare DLC is real, and it's coming later this year. Will include three new playable characters. Uh, they revealed Estelle, or Estelle. I never knew how you pronounced her name. Estelle was the only one revealed so far. There'll be a survival game mode, new moves, music, and weapons. There's also a free update coming that will bring Mafia or Mafia Mania Plus difficulty, a training mode, palette swaps for your characters, and even more. Uh, I just I I'm totally down to get more Streets of Rage Four, so I'm very yeah. interested in this. Uh, game Pass is bringing back GTA Five. Uh, it Not left surprising last May. Uh, they're also getting Zombie Army Four, which of course is a PS Plus game this <laughs> month. Uh, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. NHL 21 and some other smaller games. Uh, this is big for the, the the Sega kid and me, but Alex Kidd Miracle World DX, which is the remake 
of the old Master System game is coming out on June 24th, and it actually looks really cool. Um, So I'm I'm not familiar with it. I'm intrigued by it. It, Alex Kidd was kind of their first mascot before Sonic was a thing. Action platformer um, that was beloved by kids with. I mean, I didn't have a Master System, but it was it was beloved by people that did have one back then. Um, I just lost my place. Oh yeah, Destroy All Humans Humans. is coming to Switch on June 29th. Hooray! Um, have you played any of those? No, I played them on PS2 back in the day. Um, I didn't have a PS2, but my friend did. Um, I actually did play Destroy All Humans remake on PS4. It, uh, I want to say it came out in 2020, and I couldn't get the platinum. Hmm. Um. I need one more bronze trophy and I just can't do it. It's so frustrating that I, I it would just, drive, I, I can't, yeah. I, and I've tried. It would drive me nuts. Yeah. It's even more frustrating because I know it's supposed to not be a hard game. Yeah. Uh, there is a new resident evil village showcase coming on April 15th. So we'll have news from that next week. And I assume uh, the gameplay demo will be coming on PlayStation 5 that same day. Uh, I saw reports that the actual files for the the demo have already been uploaded to the PSN. Um, so I'm assuming as, as soon as that uh, showcase happens, you'll be able to do the gameplay demo for Resident Evil Village. I'm very excited for that. Yeah. April 15th, that'll be the day after this goes live, right? What day is today? Yeah, it'll be Thursday. Yeah. Which... The day this goes live uh, is going to be mine and Sarah's seven-year anniversary, I, I was think. I say, now, don't, don't get the number wrong. I'm not going to edit this out, so you better... It might be... No, no, it's for sure seven years. I'm not sure if it's seven years from our first date or seven years from something else, though. Right. I got but you. anyway, Sarah, if you're watching this, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, Sarah. Uh, Crisis Remastered is getting a 60 frames per second patch on PS5 and Series X, but it'll only run at 4K on the Series X. Why? I don't know. Because <laughs> Xbox has the teraflops. I don't know. Because couldn't couldn't even the PS4 Pro run games at 4K? Like, Not at 60 it, frames. Not at, oh, you're it's, right. It's basically sacrificing the resolution to get it to 60 frames, which to me, I think 60 frames is a bigger deal, but I probably, I think I've never like sat down and compared them. Um, but the PS4 pro, it would, it would do, I know it would do some games at 60 and would it upscale to 4k? It's just not true 4k. Yeah. It was like the checkerboarding 4k or Which whatever. Which I don't really know what all that stuff means and I'm not going to pretend to. Yeah. And then the last item here, fall guys, that game just won't die. Uh, it added a shovel Knight outfit this week. That makes me happy. I just, oh, I so love that's cool. shovel Knight. Shovel Knight is awesome. I wish shovel Knight two were a thing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is it for this episode of the Two Player Co-op Podcast. James Solar, thank you for being here, sir. Yeah, thank you for having me. Cheap plug time. Where can they find you? What you're working on? All Um, that fun stuff. So you can definitely find me on Twitter at James underscore Solar. 
Um, and then you can find me on WordPress at wordpress.com slash James Games and more. Um, and you can also find me on YouTube. However, they haven't let me get an actual name yet. I'm still working on yeah. that. You got to get I've got a whole subs. I've yeah. got a whole like 12 subscribers. So if you're watching this video, also uh, find me on Twitter. Find one of my videos. Subscribe to my channel because um, that'll help yeah. me out a lot. And that's that's what sucks. But, Before you get to 100, it's like you can't even tell people where to go. Right. You just got to have a link because even if you search yeah. for you because you don't have it's just their algorithm sucks. But yeah. Yeah. But I generally on my YouTube channel, I guess I should say what I do. I generally do uh, Let's Plays. I've got a full Let's Play of Habroxia. We were talking about Habroxia 2 earlier. Um, the first um, I've got the first one just went up a few, I guess, like two months ago now. Um, I've got a almost full playthrough of super mario sunshine as well as a complete playthrough of pikmin 3 deluxe on switch um and i have more stuff that i'm working on too um but i'll 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 get around to all that eventually awesome i think that's pretty much it cool i appreciate you coming on this week man it was yeah it was honestly talk. i i've i've had so much fun i would literally be here every week if you invited me well when we hit it big you're, <laughs> you're gonna be our kind of funny kevin okay you're gonna i don't be, know what i know what he does but y- y'all already have a kevin we have a kevin but this kevin can't do everything <laughs> i can't i can't and i don't know what the hell i'm doing uh, it's amazing that i can even get this podcast working and that i can edit videos and stuff that's 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 good i mean that's 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 all you really have to know how to do yeah it's I mean, I'm no I'm no technical savant. It's amazing that I can figure out my stuff. I do ju- I know just enough to be dangerous is basically what, <laughs> what it comes down to. Uh but that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, thank y'all so much for being here. Um we'll be back next week with Sean for episode two twenty nine. Checks notes. Yeah, next week is two twenty nine. But until that time, James, go ahead and take us out. Go get your vaccines and wear a mask. Nailed it. I had no idea what I was going to say. I forgot about it. (laughs) Bye, guys.